Hey, it's Crowley. Thanks for joining me here for X1039's What's New Now. Getting ready for his concert coming up on Tuesday night. I got a chance to interview Gene Dawson. What can I say about Gene Dawson? He defies categorization. He defies genre. He defies typical music industry expectations. His music is a spicy melange of all his influences. And you can tell this dude has been through the damn Library of Congress of Music. He's listened to everything. He's picked out everything he likes. So you hear, here and there, little touches. Here's some punk rock. Here's a little country, metal, hip-hop. It's everywhere, and yet it's a cohesive whole. It's wild for music that has such frenetic energy that you can discern this really deep intellectualism undergirding all of it. His new album is called Chaos Now, and while you can certainly feel the chaos, you can also tell that he takes a thoughtful, measured approach to everything he does, even when he's screaming into the microphone. I gotta be honest, I feel doubly lucky, because I feel lucky that Sean introduced me to Gene's music just a few weeks before this interview. He instantly became my favorite new artist, easily of the year, and then I get to turn around and immediately interview him, and he gave me so much time. So we're going to cut this podcast into two parts. So here you go. Part one of my interview with Gene Dawson. You've got a pretty dedicated fan base already, but at least from from the outside, me looking at it, it feels like you're maybe on the cusp of breaking out. Does it does it feel like that to you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think one of the things that is is really important to me, too, is I actually haven't signed to anywhere yet. So I'm, oh. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, building it and you know build it and they'll come kind of thing i i really i might just jump in and start talking about genre and categorization because i feel like that's at the top of everything about you is like people asking you what genre you play and being like what what even is genre like what's the point of it what's it matter do you feel like the industry is trying to press you into uh, a label into a category i mean i feel like categorization is a great tool for trying to identify your identity, right? So I think for a lot of times we use it to pretty much circumvent having to search for things without, it's like shooting, uh, shooting in the dark, you know what I mean? Instead of having that, you kind of have something that all the tonalities kind of ruminate over the same uh, intention. And I think one of the biggest things for me that's important is having music be um, unassuming. Like all my favorites were very unassuming. Like, you know, Freddie Mercury, where it was, what was the, what was Bohemian Rhapsody? It's like, it's a rock opera, but it's like, no, it's not so simple as that. Or what was Prince? Was Prince dance music? Was Prince R&B? Was Prince all these things? It's like, no, Prince was Prince, right? So for me, it was always, uh, it wasn't like avoiding being put into a category because I think it's easy for people to find things if you do that. But I think for me, it's like the way that you are put or you're perceived will never be controlled by the person that's creating the thing that's perceived. So I never have an issue with how people want to put me in a box. That's fine for them. But I can't say that I adhere to that or I respect that. I just have to go, okay, sure. And I think um, the more music evolves and it's been evolving, you know, forever, that it becomes more of a thing where, you know, hip hop doesn't have what rock has in terms of like rock has soft rock, hard rock, shoegaze, punk, post-punk, pop punk. You know what I mean? There's so many sub genres of that umbrella. So when I dive into anything, 
it's much more leaning into the nuance than it is the general feeling of what something should be. It's like, I don't want anybody to feel like they have to be a certain thing to listen to the music. And that's why I like the nature of having things be unassuming. The unassuming nature makes it so much easier for us to understand um, that it's literally just about the music and not about the imagery you have to put or the type of person that you have to be like, you know, I love deadheads, but I also don't look like them. You know what I mean? I love... I love the people that listen to Zeppelin, but I also don't look like them. And I love little Richard, but I for sure don't dress like little Richard. <laughs> so there's a lot of these uh, nuances that get really, really hyper aestheticized and they become extra important for the only reason of like identifying your identity. And that's okay. Like that, that's totally fine. But for me, I can't just say that I'll respect it or I'll um, adhere to it. So, they can call me punk. They can call me hard rock. They can call me hip hop. They can call me alternative or whatever. And for me, it's just like whatever makes you the most comfortable, because for me, it's less about me and it's more about the music. So if they need to put me somewhere, they can put me somewhere, but I'll never just adhere to that leash. That makes a lot of sense. Like, well, I mean, obviously, like humans sort of feel more comfortable when they can categorize things. Right. Put them in a box. 100 percent. Let me throw this at you. Since everyone asks what genre you are, is there a genre that you are not? I'm not pop punk. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not pop punk. And I'm definitely not strictly punk because out of respect for punks and even pop punkers. Like, I don't say it as a disrespectful, like, ah, I don't want to be that. <clears throat> but it's it's more so like, I, I, I know actual punks that live their whole life as punks. Okay. I know... You know, I have so much respect for bad brains yeah. that I can't be like, oh, I can't put myself anywhere near that realm uh, with with having respect. The way that I, I consider it is like alternative everything, where it's like the only bounds of, of categorization that I have are the ones that I set upon myself. So if I choose to do a jazz album or I choose to do a, a classical album, the only limitations will be how far do I want to lean into the nuance of what that is. Oddly enough, jazz was something I was going to bring up because, like, one thing I really like about your music, I know you kind of lean towards weird kids. You talk a lot about weird kids and being a weird kid yourself and not fitting in. And, like, as as somebody that was, like, jamming out to Miles Davis of Stanley Turrentine in eighth grade and kids looking at me weird, I mm -hmm. feel it. Do you feel an obligation to kind of stick with on the weird side? I mean, for me, it's much more like what's interesting. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I very much so if weird is interesting that I much rather be weird than, than not, you know what I mean? And that's, I've always said that like weird kids never know that they're weird. They just are. Yes. You know what I mean? It's just, if you self proclaim anything, it's like falsified because mm -hmm. if you're really, truly something, the only thing that I can, you know, proclaim about myself is that I'm a nerd for it. You know, I'm a nerd for music period. So you know, whether I look weird to a certain audience and another audience, I look perfectly normal. I think it's up to that perception. So I don't necessarily have a, um, I feel like it's not necessarily about the responsibility of doing something that's left to center for the sake of doing something that's left to center. It's just, that's how it comes out. Like I'm not, I don't sit there and be like, how do I make this different? And it's just like, no, we, I want to make it interesting and fun. And I don't, you know, if you're giving me three moments of your three minutes of your life, you're never going to get that back. So I might as well have something happen in that three minutes to where you go, Oh, that's cool. Or, Oh, that's weird. You know what I mean? Instead of it being like, yeah, I've heard that a million times. I've already, 
I felt this thing already. And not saying that I'm trying to be the initial reference point for any music because I have references of my own, but <clears throat> it's literally understanding um, that it's totally fine to be okay with being like not adherent to the things that a lot of people find to be safe. And I think my favorite, it, here you go. It's the best way to, to say it. It's, you know, fortune favors the bold or future favors the bold or fortune favors the bold. It's like, that's always been the the thing where I'm like, if it's bold and it takes guts to do, I want to do it. I don't want to do it because it's vanilla and it's easy because I know I can do it. I want to do it because it puts me in a place where I have to learn about myself in order to achieve it. And that's the therapeutic nature of making music for me. Right. It's not boring, right? Like that's the whole <laughs> idea is just to not do boring things. You tell me how weird Radiohead is. You know what right? I mean? Arguably in rainbows, one of the greatest albums of all time. And it's weird. But it's only weird to somebody that's looking for something vanilla. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're looking for something that's going to take you out of your body and take you to a place that you don't know existed before. And I'm not comparing myself to any artist that I ever mentioned or every group that I mentioned. Sure. But I'm saying that those are the standard for me where I'm like, it's not, you know, I love, I love when things are very much so what they need to be and not change. Like I love a standard vanilla ice cream. Like that's, <laughs> it's beautiful. But also in the same vein, if you give me something that's a hair more interesting than that, I'm obviously going to go to that because I'll personalize that more. It's just chasing that dragon. You know what I mean? And if, you, if you stop chasing that dragon, if you stop having that, like the curious nature of the thing that brought you to music in the first place, that's when it becomes like, why even do it? What For what? I mean, set your intentions. If your intention is to make a whole lot of money, then do that and do it very well. But if you're chasing that dragon there's nothing that's going to stop you from trying to explore. And I think adults have a very, very hard time exploring and seeing that like, it's okay not to have a for certain, for a certain thing that's going to happen as a result. And it's just like the, the idea of insanity is try something a hundred times and see if you get a different result, but you're doing the same thing. So as long as you chase that dragon, at least for me is my ethos is like, for me, that that dragon that exists and I'm chasing the tail of it, like I'm never going to be satisfied within a genre. I'm never going to be satisfied within. And it, it's a kind of a sad tale, but it's a real one where it's like, no matter what I'm doing, not saying that I'm never going to do anything twice because I feel like all my music before this album and the music before the last album, it all informs itself. It's just a progression of that inf like information. So as long as there's something there to look forward to, then there's nothing stopping it. There's nothing that can make it not interesting, at least to yourself, because you're like, yo, we did something totally different and not for the sake of taking left turn after left turn. It was more so like we're continuing to chase our curiosity and that's what's going to make the great music because you're going to find something and you're going to be like, wow, what is this? Like, what did we just do? That fits with kind of how I felt about the new album because I, like, it did feel like maybe more so than previous albums, you had some softer moments on it, right? Like Bad Fruit, Pirate Radio, mm -hmm. and Glory and stuff. But like even those softer songs, that album goes by so quickly because it feels like it's always pushing forward. It's always looking for the next new thing. It's it's like it's forward motion. So like everything is is nonstop on it. And like that's mm -hmm. 
that kind of fits with the whole chaos now name of it and everything. What do you feel in terms of like what what chaos are you talking about with it? The chaos of life, the chaos of modernity. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think the chaos. What is chaos now is the objects in motion stay in motion theory. It's it's <clears throat> how kids talk. You know, when you talk to a six year old or a four year old, and they go, "I went outside," and then. Uh, I came inside and then there's no commas. There's no periods. It's there's no endpoint. So you're like, all right, kid, get on with it. Like what, what's your point? How, where's the, where's the chase and how do I cut to it? But <clears throat> this was more so leaning into like, no, 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 we're not trying to cut to the chase. I'm trying to take you into this conversation that I'm having. And instead of a period at the end, I want it to be an asterisk where your brain is just like, whoa, what just, all right, cool. Like I'm going to have to listen to that like six more times to fully get a comp get an understanding because if I would have made it too simple and not saying the simplicity isn't gorgeous cause it is. And there's a certain purity and simplicity and that's how pirate radio came to be. But the, the, the other nature of it is, is doing things like, you know, those softer moments that were made me really uncomfortable that I had never done before where I'm like, this is the things that I need to learn about myself. This is me standing naked in front of a mirror figuratively and looking at myself up and down and being like, okay, who are you? Like who actually are you? And Within that, it's finding, it's finding that uh, that not chaos in yourself because you know I don't want it to sound edgy. The title is not supposed to be edgy. Actually, the title is supposed to be opposite of that. The title is supposed to be soft. And all it was is like the idea of tomorrow is chaotic. And that's like when you tell me tomorrow, like, oh, what, what's your plans for tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, but like, what if? <laughs> and it's that what if this thing goes left. And you end up in a more beautiful place. And I think some people have a hard time where like, oh, your music switches and there's transitions and there are all these things. And I'm like, okay, but if one of my favorite songs of all time is Bohemian Rhapsody, what makes you think that that's not going to inspire me? So it's that song is one of the most chaotic songs and it's one of the most beautiful songs. I would argue that it's one of the best songs next to Purple Rain of all time. Like, so for me, it's, it's very much so... Like, I don't want it to feel like you're losing your mind while you're listening to a record. I just want you to feel like you're a kid with a coloring book. And I'm telling you, yo, it's it's really, really okay to not color in this book. Like, just move the book, actually, and then draw your own conclusions. And that's why I don't explain things. And I'm like, your explanation of this thing is not because I have lack of context. I have all the context in the world to answer all these things. But it's like a teacher when they tell you, okay, <clears throat> I'm I'm not going to tell you the answer to the problem, but I'll tell you if you're going in the right direction. And that's the, that's like one of my favorite things that teachers ever done. It's like, dude, be curious, try all the things that you can do around the answer to find the answer. By the time you get to the conclusion, you go, Oh, that's why this is this. And that becomes a greater conversation and a more kinness to whatever formula that you were trying to plug in. I like that. So, I mean, it's like embracing the chaos because like, I mean, uh, we we mentioned before, like categorization kind of like helps people feel a little bit more comfort. But like, what the hell is comforting about the world at the moment? Like, or has it ever been like everything is there's always been violence, chaos, insanity, like oppression, like but life is a, a weird, beautiful cake with gumdrops on it and shit or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's one of my, it's, it's the most beautiful, horrendous gift we've ever going to be given. And <laughs> there's not going to be anything to toss it because you just don't know what you're going to get. It's like that mystery flavor of whatever soda or whatever candy and you pop it in your mouth and you're like, this is kind of gross, but really good at the same time. 
Peanut butter taffy. That's what that there is. There you go. Peanut butter taffy. Right. Well, speaking of candy, I, I, I got asked too, like, this is a side thing, but like everybody, all the interviews mentioned that you're like chain smoking during it. What, uh, what kind of cigarettes do you smoke? You know, I bounce from, from pack to pack depending on like what I'm doing. Chaos So now. while I'm, there you go. Chaos <laughs> now. It's, it's literally, um, <clears throat> while I'm writing an album, I'll smoke Marble Reds. Oof. Um, and that's just because I need something more heavy and something that's going to put me down for a little bit. And then when I'm doing shows, I'll bounce to Camel Turkish Royal. Nice. Um, just because they're lighter on my, my voice. Because <laughs> if I'm smoking reds and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, I'm going to blow my voice out in two days. Yup. Um, so it just really depends. And then in the winter, I like smoking Newports. I know. You did like, did I hear you did two previous versions of the new album? Like you scrapped two different versions before you got to this one? Because I know it was like, what, 912 days in the, since the last album? Yep, 912. It was definitely, it was one version uh, that was supposed to be supplemental to a tour I was going to do. And basically I was like, all right, I want to do faster tempo songs and I want to do something that's just like really for a crowd. So I wanted to make it really live. And then the tour didn't happen. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just like work on these songs more. And then I got to like the second iteration and I'm like, "Mm, I don't like this. And like, I had to sit with myself and be very honest. I'm like, what am I talking about? What is, there's nothing. It was like, it was more like a flashbang than a cherry bomb where it was like the, the effect is there, but it's like, I don't want to just be a spark in the pan. So I scrapped everything and I'm like, nah, this isn't it. So I sat in my room and kind of looked insane and, and was like drawing pictures and chain smoking and putting cigarettes and, and jars. And it was weird. It was a weird <laughs> time. It was a weird few weeks of me just like looking like I had fully lost my mind, but literally I was just trying to problem solve in real time. And, um, with one of the biggest things that I got from that, that moment was that I needed to fractalize myself and I needed to break myself down to, into pieces to understand and not in like a negative way, but I needed to understand the pieces that compose me because one of my biggest things was trying to make something that, uh, I was the, the narrative, but I wasn't the focus. I wanted it to be bigger than me in all capacities that I could and bigger than me than in terms of like, I want to allow myself to be a mirror, but in order for me to be a mirror, I have to know myself fully. And I hadn't been that reflective since I was probably like 17 when you first start to get really conscious of yourself and you're like, Oh, I exist. I'm a bag of flesh that walks around. So I'm like, you know, you know, nine years later, I'm trying to figure out like, man, who, who have I been this whole time? What, what's going on with myself? Like having really, really in-depth self conversation and uh, then started writing the album where I'm like, okay, this is the things that I know I am. These are the things I know that I'm not. And here's what I want to express because all my favorite music has done something similar where I've attached my own being to that music because it's like, it's representative of me and not in a thing where like I listen to punk music. So I'm punk. It was more of a thing where it's like, this dude said this phrase. And for me, I'm like, I understand that it's like, you're talking straight to me. And I wanted to do something that felt very kin to that feeling. And in order to do that, I had to fully like, uh, understand my changes as a youth. I had to like go back to how I felt when I was seven to when I was 16 to when I was 21 to now and understand, um, 
the person that I think that I've become over the years and have a conversation amongst all of us um, and like allow my seven year old self to talk to my 26 year old self nice. where I'm like, where I'm like, all right. I, and it sounds kind of weird and I don't want it to sound like pseudo like science fiction y where I'm like, Oh, I can see all these things. It's no, it's, it's just more re- realistic and blunt than that is. I'm like, when I was seven, how did I feel? And how do I get close to that feeling? All right, now that I've gotten close to that feeling, how do I talk to my 26-year-old self? And then I'm like, dude, you should be proud of yourself. You should do this. You should do that. And I'm allowing the younger version of me to give my older version of me advice. And it reflected in the music where it's like, hey, stop being so worried about this comma here. Or stop being so worried about this thing. And maybe why don't you just talk about something that really, really means something really valuable to you and share that and allow that to go out into the ethos. It felt like you were up in your own head, but also up in everybody's heads. Do you know what I mean? About mm-hmm. about just what, like, whether it's mental illness or just, just dealing dealing with the world as it is, like, and just the utter chaos that's in people's heads, that's in everybody's head, so. No, yeah, that's absolutely correct. I mean, especially those songs were, like, hyper-focused on that. I mean, Three Heads is literally the, the literal manifestation of me fractalizing through, into three, you know, counterparts, where I'm like, this guy's talking to this guy, this guy's talking to this guy, and they all have personalities, and they are different versions of me. And then I also have a positive one, negative one. That's just the devil being upset at me because I'm happy. I'm happy in my life. So it's just like the guy downstairs, I mean, figuratively, is supposed to be, you know, the devil. And he's like knocking upstairs with a broom because upstairs the kid is just dancing. And he's just like, imagine you live in an apartment building and you're just happy and you're dancing in your living room or jumping around. And your neighbor downstairs can't stand it because the neighbor downstairs hates himself. Instead of being like, man, that's just a kid. Like, he's doing his thing. It's like having a kid that drums next door. And you could be one of two ways. You can be like, wow, this kid really sucks and this is really annoying. It's like, oh, he's just building his drum chops. He's going to be great one day. And just being like, yeah, just let him bang on that stuff. If it gets too late, we'll go talk to him. But we'll just tell him to quiet down just a little bit. We won't tell him to stop drumming. Yes. All right, part two. Coming out tomorrow. I got to still work on it. I have to edit out some of my nervousness. I get a little nervous when I'm clearly talking to somebody who's much smarter than I am. So, hey, before I drop part two, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, smashing the bell, the like button, whatever. If you're subscribed, then you will know exactly when I put out part two tomorrow. Thanks for listening to X1039's What's New Now. And, hey, thanks to Gene Dawson. Keep an eye out for the old part two.